Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. We want to welcome everybody. This is the Global Watch International Call, and this is boot camp, day four of five days. It's 6 a.m. Jerusalem time, and we just want to remind everybody that there are three parts to the call of the watchman. Yesterday, we discussed the corporate call, and today we're going to discuss the end time call. And we just want to remind you that for the end time call, there are two key verses. The first one is Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7. I've set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. That's the first passage. Second one is Isaiah 52, 8. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Amen. And Susan, any opening comments that you have? No, welcome everybody. It's great to see you back uh, tonight. We'll have an opening prayer and go right into it for the deep dive tonight, okay? Could we have... uh, Pastor Edward from Uganda, would you like to unmute yourself and just open us up in prayer, please? Oh, yes, sure. Yes. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We declare that it's the day you have made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together as your family from across the nations. And we commit to you this meeting that you lead us and guide us by your spirit We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we are just so blessed to have Africans, people from the African Watch with us. And we just love you. We're just so thankful for you joining in with us in this hour. Thank you. Susan, how would you like to tell us about the end times? My wife has studied this with Mike Bickle in the International House of Prayer for the last three years. And so she has several books worth of material that that she's gone over and she's gotten me interested in this now. And so I'm trying to catch up with her, which is situation normal for us. And, but Susan, you have some really, I think, very good, very poignant things that you can say and just a short period of time putting together some things that are really important about Watchmen and why it's so important for Watchmen to study the end times. So go ahead, my dear. Amen. Thank you, Fred. And uh, thank you, Edward. Thank you, everyone, for being online tonight. This is a subject that I feel is so important for the body of Christ now, especially as we see so many of the events in over the landscape of our nations really begin to take a a significant turn but my message tonight is not a message of distress it's a message of hope and that's why the end time study is so important it's because it gives us hope it helps us get into the biblical narrative of God's love of his redemptive plan for us of every nation every tribe and tongue and that nobody needs to be excluded from this, that God is a loving God. And I can tell you, after being in the end time study, 
my passion for the Lord has deepened. And so we want to open up this expression for the Global Watch, where we can journey together and discover together what the Lord's word says and how we can apply it for today. And I'm not coming on tonight as the expert. That's not who I am. I'm on a journey of discovery. And it, it seems every time I open the Bible, there's something new, insight new. When you understand the simplest form of the end time narrative, the Bible comes alive in a, in a way that it just never came alive before. So all I can say is that I'm very excited to say a few things tonight. I'm not going deep. I want to stay simple. <laughs> so that we get grasp the concept of the end times and why it's not spooky and scary like all the movies that we see. It's actually very redemptive. And like I said last night, I believe God is raising up the sons of God. All creation is groaning for the sons of God to emerge. And who are the sons of God? They are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And as we see distress rising up in the nations, God is calling us closer and closer to him that we may be strong and do great exploits in the days of adversity. And so tonight we wanna just skim over the idea, why should we really study the end time? Why should that be a part of what we are about or trying to relay to you that we wanna be a part of? Well, first of all, it really prepares the church for what is coming. There is power in having a biblical foundation for the end times. It affects our prayer life. It gives us a perspective on the news and what's happening. And it connects us to what the scriptures say. Really, it, it, thank God for IHOP who has done such an in-depth study of the end times. There's 150 chapters in the Bible that speak to the end times. And if you, even if you look at Bible dictionaries or commentaries, they really don't explain the end times in the narrative. Mike Bickle is on the road to developing a commentary for the end times. That's why we need to. It's part of God's word. It's throughout the scriptures from the beginning, from the fall to the end where the tabernacle of God is with men. That's the journey we are on. And it's a glorious journey. And it does not need to bring us into distress. It should bring us into great hope. And I honestly think into great power, understanding what God is saying to the church in this hour. And what is the second reason for studying the end times? Well, it keeps us out of the secular narrative. If we know the biblical narrative, we're not going to be trapped up in conspiracy theories and every whim or understanding that's out there. And there's plenty of it. And some of them are well known. And if you know the truth and you have an understanding of the narrative, it helps you understand and digest what's happening, let's say. And we need to understand God's plan for Israel because there are political systems that are seeking to manipulate and control the decisions around Israel. So when we know God's plan, we can pray effectively for it. And thirdly, we want to be in the bridal position, preparing our way for his return. Studying the end times as a position of worship, really understanding, taking a dive into his word, pondering it, worshiping over it, allowing it to penetrate our hearts so that we might understand and be planted in it. The things that can be so distressing for many people 
then can have an answer for us because it's in his word. There's a promise in his word that we can cling to. And so finally, the end time narrative carries seeds of hope for all of us and destiny that there's things that are coming that we can hope for. I'm personally, I'll, I'll just say this, that I think it's going to be hard to get into the fullness of revival fire without understanding that redemptive call and the redemptive plan of God. So I really do feel like studying the end times is fuel for revival fire. And uh, so let's move on. And that's the basic premise of why should we even be bothered with this right now in a prayer movement? It's God's plan. And we need to know his plan and be concerned about it and contend for it. Let's go to some basic understandings. One is there are three promises from Genesis 12 to Abraham about Israel. First, God says, I will give you a land and your physical descendants will inherit the, this land. And he, secondly, he says, I will make you a great nation so that all nations will bless the name of Abraham. Not merely a large nation, but a, one great in value. And doesn't God use the small things to shame the wise? <laughs> it's a miracle that all eyes are on Israel for such a small portion of land God's redemptive plan is being worked out for all nations. And thirdly, it says, through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That is every tribe and tongue. This is a foundation of the gospel. And Paul declared that this was true in, in his letters to the Galatians in Galatians 3.8, that all nations will be blessed through Israel. And that's one of the things that we can contend for as watchmen. So what's happening now on the landscape? Let me just divide this by saying there are things that are really pretty solidly black and white in the Bible about the end times. And there's other things that are open to interpretation. And so I'm going to divide them. There are three, and actually I just thought of four, that are solid signs that have happened that indicate the time of his return or that we're nearing the time of his return and i'm one to tell you right now that i feel like we're closer than we are a year ago <laughs> so one of the things is that israel became a nation and that's prophesied in amos 9 14 through 15 joel i've got on the handout all the verses i won't go through them all but <clears throat> this is interesting that then Ben-Gurion announced Israel's statehood May 14th, 1948. And he then went to the synagogue and it was, I believe it was a Shabbat. And do you know what the Haftarah readings were that day? It was Amos 9, 7 through 15. That's all about the tabernacle of David and that, and that God would restore Israel in, into its statehood. And so it's amazing that the Jewish synagogues were right in sync with that declaration of Israel becoming a state. And this is going to be true as we go through this narrative tonight, that we're going to see God's timing and his proclamation as 
words come through the Haftarah and the Torah readings of Israel. God is honoring Israel at key times, not only Israel's history, but global history. So the second thing that's a solid sign is that there's evangelization of every tribe, tongue, and people group. I looked up on Finishing the Task website today, and March 5th, 2021, guess what? They have 159 unengaged, unreached people groups with over 500 in population left to be reached. Man, you guys, that can be done very quickly. We are very close to finishing the task. Thirdly, there is a great global controversy rising around Israel. Why is that? Because God's moving in on it. The nation is in the center of many governmental eyes. In fact, what is interesting is in November 2020 and just recently, March 7th, 2021, those of you who are on the ninth hour signal thread got this information. But in the Arab world, in the Islamic world, they are challenging the identification of the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem as the Quranic center. And they're arguing that it is actually in Mecca in Saudi Arabia. Do you realize that could be shifting the plates of the grip of Islam over Temple Mount? So these are the landscape things that are beginning to happen. And fourthly, I would also say that this is a pretty solid sign that in 2019, they started doing animal sacrifices again on Passover. And they were allowed to do it. They were allowed to do it this year as well. And that we know needs to be restored because in the tribulation at the three and a half year mark, the Antichrist will stop the animal sacrifices. So that has already begun. Do you see the landscape beginning to come into vision, into view? So I wanna go now to the more ones that you could argue about, or you could talk about and get different perspectives on. But in Matthew 24 is what's called the Olivet Discourse. This is where Jesus is sitting in the Mount of Olives, teaching them about the end times. And it's probably, it is the longest narrative on the end times from Jesus in the Bible. And the first thing that he speaks about is take care that no one deceives you. There's a smaller scale deception that's going to lead to a larger scale deception where even the elect will be deceived. And I would have to say that we are in that time of deception. I feel for us, at least here in America, from our perspective, that this past election, there was a massive shift in terms of clarity to the prophets, clarity to what the news was broadcasting. It's gotten so bad right now that right is declared wrong and wrong is declared right over our news media. If you're listening to American news, I would really strongly advise you to not take too much of it at face value. We've turned off the news actually, and I'm not missing it. We've turned it off. We're getting the news through these prayer calls and uh, discerning what God is, is saying to us through that. So there is just a huge level of deception going on. In fact, today, President Biden announced that he gave a presidential proclamation that today was the Transgender Day of Visibility 2021. 
And so there it goes. Who is listening to that? Who's thinking about that? Who's taking that into their heart and now being deceived? So we must understand the hour of deception that is upon us. Secondly, there's going to be increase of lawlessness abounds and the love of many will uh, grow cold. Uh, we have a big concern about that last summer when in Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Minneapolis, all were partitioned off with riots and actually areas of the city where police were not allowed to go into. This is absolute utter lawlessness right before our eyes. We are in that and it's abounding in other countries and other nations as well. You all probably have your stories. There's wars and rumors of war. Nation will rise up against nation. Um, there's living examples today in Nigeria. There's an uprising in Nigeria. We're gonna have them on the international watchman call on Monday so we can pray. Some of our watchmen are right in the middle of some of the uprising there in Nigeria. And we, we are being called to contend. When the trumpet sounds, we're beginning to know each other enough so that we can actually rally when the trumpet sounds. North Korea is sending off missiles. Of course, Iran and China made a treaty this last week. What's that about? Alliances are strengthening for the end time landscape. March 27th, Iran and China signed a 25 year cooperation agreement to strengthen their economic and political alliance. Both are under US sanctions at this time. There was an Abraham Accord signed last September 11th if you heard the first message, 9-11 is a big deal for the Global Watch. And it was signed between Israel, USA, Bahrain, and the UAA as a declaration of peace, cooperation, constructive, diplomatic, and friendly relations. And wouldn't you know, on 9-11, 2020, do you know that the Torah and the Haftarah readings were exactly the same as they were on 9-11-2001. Covenantal. Were, were they proclaiming Isaiah 61.10 to 63.9? That includes Isaiah 62, talking about the marriage of Israel, marrying Israel's land, about the watchmen being set up on the walls, about every stumbling block being taken out of the roadways, and about Jesus coming out, out of Basra. It's an end time landscape being spoken on the very day of the Abraham Accords, on the very day that we had the attacks on 9-11-2001. Same scriptures. And the second part of the, the Torah reading that day was Deuteronomy 29.9 to 31.30. And that is all about covenant. Who is being called to raise up to watch over God's covenant? We are, look at yourselves. We are being called to raise up to contend for the covenant of God. We are being called to be that Isaiah 62, four and five people that will bring the land into a marriage relationship with God because he's coming and he will take his place there in Jerusalem. And it, it, what's happening in, in Israel right now is that there is a mobilization of an intercessory movement. Isaiah 61, 6 says, but you, Israel, shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. This is happening internally. It has never happened before, but it is happening now. 
Jerusalem is becoming an epicenter for the embassies around the world. Isaiah 63 says, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. The US moved this embassy to Jerusalem in 2018. It's been followed by Guatemala, Paraguay, Romania, Czech Republic, and now Australia says they will move if there is a peace settlement made with Palestine. And just in September 4th, 2020, Kosovo recognized Israel as a nation and would move its embassy to Jerusalem. That is the first Muslim majority nation to do so. And March 24th, Erdogan has announced plans to present a new constitution next year. Watch that. The Antichrist will intend to change the times and the law. Those are kinds of things that end time study will help us understand and try to press into watch over as the landscape becomes clear. Of course, there's been pestilence, COVID-19, earthquakes. There is research done on what level of earthquakes have been going on around the, the nations. And you can see that the amount of earthquakes have been rising. And this is from uh, USGS sensor data. So earthquakes are rising and cosmic disturbances are happening. Isaiah 24, 1, behold, the Lord makes the earth empty and makes it waste, distorts its service and scatters abroad its inhabitants. Last year in California, we had two major fires and uh, it's the largest in our state history. And I can tell you that we battled for that. And I don't know if there are some of you from California on this, but it, it was so intense that we called a gathering up at Lake Tahoe to pray into the, the fires. And we actually were on vacation at a place called Hume Lake Christian Camps with our family. And we were out enjoying the, the lake and watching a boat. And all of a sudden we saw this huge cloud expand in the horizon. And we we're looking, what is that? That was the second fire and it was massive. We had to leave early that day. Our boys stayed behind, but they said they had to leave by mid afternoon because the smoke was so heavy and they, they had to actually get out, of the, get out of there. But we had a meeting in Lake Tahoe and prayed for these fires. I wanna just show you what happened because this will give you a fighting spirit. The first day you could not see across the lake. This is the second day, evening. You could not see across the It was really dense. You could smell it. And we continued to pray through these days into the evening. And on the third day, there was a complete clearing. That was God moved the smoke out of the way. So we are not at a loss in the end times not to pray. There are things that God is going to call us to do to contend for. And the last thing I want to say is in Daniel 12, 4, Daniel says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Listen up to this. This has actually been studied. When did knowledge double? In 1750, knowledge doubled every 250 years. By 1900, knowledge doubled every 100 years. By the end of 1940, the rate was at every 25 years. By 19, in the 1990s is around every 
12 years. There was a recent study in IBM, I think it was in 2017, that they are now saying that the doubling of knowledge is every 12 hours. Just think about how much knowledge has been uncovered about COVID-19 since it started. Nanotechnology knowledge is doubling every two years, clinical knowledge every 18 months, and human knowledge now is every 12 hours. We are in times where knowledge is increasing. And my concern has been for all of us is that our job as watchmen is to hear what the Lord is saying. And yes, we have different prophets that we believe in and we listen to, but let it be primary that we get our ear tuned to what the spirit is saying to the church and declare it. The time is coming where prophets, some of their ministries have closed down since the election. And that's not anything we want to see happen. The only way we can prevent that is if we train our fingers for battle and our hands for war by training our ears to listen and hear from the Lord himself and then declaring it and growing and sharing as watchmen, sharing what we are getting. That's what we do on the American, on the USA Watch. Every morning, people get on the line at five o'clock and our commission is to, you guys, hear what the word of the Lord is before you get on the line and then share. And when we share it, we're finding like, oh my gosh, I'm hearing that too. And all of a sudden confirmation is happening and we're growing stronger and more secure in what we're hearing from the Lord. And finally, what is our Christian stance during all of this? Is finally take heed to our hearts that we do not take on offense and bless those who curse us. Matthew 5, 44, 45 says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. That's what Peter walked through. We talked about that last night. Peter walked through that love encounter with Jesus. He let go of all the condemnation, all of his failures, and came into that love encounter with Jesus. And as long as we stay in that love encounter, we will be steady. We will be those peacemakers. We will be the people that will be strong and do great exploits in the days that are ahead. These are exciting times to be living in. And finally, just as Jesus said, watch and pray. Be purposeful and intentional in building up the walls. We are very much a grassroots mobilization. We'll talk a little bit about that. But this is not done by might nor by power, but by his spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray right even now that there would be an impartation of an engagement with others, with the vision for the watch, God, to raise up this standard of prayer, to prepare the way for your return, to see the Isaiah 52, 8 reality come into place and to be the relentless watchman of Isaiah 62. We thank you, Father, for everyone on this line that there is a mantle being released through this boot camp to turn us and to shape us and to strengthen us, to turn the battles at the gates as we see them uh, unfold before us in Jesus' name. And so that's what I have to say tonight. It's very brief, it's very much of an overview. We are going to start an end time study, the Mideast Beast by Joel Richardson. 
it is a Bible study, <laughs> actually. He rightly divides the word all the way through it. And I think we'll start one way and come out the uh, different way on the other end. But it'll be a solid biblical study. We're going to start that Monday, April 11th at 6 a.m. And every Monday for 10 weeks, we will start the week out with that Bible study focusing on the end times so that we can be equipped for the days that are before us. I'm excited. I think it'll be a, a journey. We're calling it the journey and it'll be fun to discuss things and to ask questions. It's a place where none of us need to presume that we know it all. This is where we can discover things and journey together to unfold that end time narrative so that our feet do not get trapped in the ways of, of men. Amen. Dear, that was a great teaching. And I'm going to be going over my notes and probably listen to the recording a couple of times. That's my wife. Wonderful. So we're going to go into breakout sessions now. I am, I just put in the chat the updated handout, which has the breakout questions. It's a little bit different from <clears throat> what you may have gotten earlier. I'm, I'll read the breakout questions, but leaders, you just need to be sure that you have this. So that when we go into our groups, you'll be able to, you'll have the right questions. So here's the breakout session questions. There's two of them. First one is, what are the ways that we see the Lord is working to strengthen us as the world gets darker and as persecution seems to be worsening? That's question one. Question two is, how do we combat two of the major weapons of the enemy in this hour, which are fear and discouragement? We'll have We'll probably have 15 minutes. It'll go by really fast. So as people discuss, everyone needs to be brief. All right, everybody. Welcome back from Cyber. That's all very good. We would like to just take a few minutes like we did uh, last night and just hear from the leaders. We, we wish we could hear from everybody, but with 147 people, we're not going to be able to do that. So we just want to hear from the group leaders, just a brief thing. Give us a highlight of what happened in your group. Just one at a time. I'm not going to call on you. Just go ahead and unmute yourself and just share with us. Hey, Fred, I, I love that. Despite the random choice, we got our group back together. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll kick off from room four quickly. Also, we had quite a few people from our previous groups in the same room. So that was pretty awesome. I don't know how you did that, but you managed um, somehow. God, God did. Uh, God did. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> like intentionally. Yeah, good. I think the first question of what is God doing, how he's preparing and strengthening us. Again, prayer came up as a key thing, but also the reality of what this call is even doing, how we are learning from one another, how we are strengthening each other on the wall. There was a key thing that God is doing, you know, collaborating I just spoke about how we are in a season of chaff and wheat, that even in the church, God is doing the separating to, to align people, to prepare, to set them, the remnant that are being positioned in this hour. And all that God is doing just regards the combating this fear and discouragement, how testimonies are actually quite powerful and encouraging us and to help us overcome. And we even know that says that in Revelation, how worship is key. We've always said in our community, worship is our warfare. And uh, praying scripture, speaking the word of God, and how prophecy is complete by using the word and the truth that comes from that. And yeah, just very encouraging. We've got to pray for one of the ladies in our group that's walking through a challenging time. And we're just speaking life over her and her family. So it was life-giving once again. 
Wow, wonderful. Thank you, Sheldon. Everything I spoke was what I, yes, and the global watch, the local prayer meetings and Bible study and standing with the word and worshiping and, uh, and people shared that uh, they never prayed uh, the way they're praying now before. So there is a movement and hallelujah. And some of them, they decided not to turn on the TV forever. So hallelujah. For uh, us, it was, sorry, for us, it was it was room eight. It was like gunfire and targeted prayers. It was great. So it's all the same as uh, Roberta and Sheldon said. And for the second question, one person said that I asked the Lord to flag any wrong thinking. Another person said, focus our eyes on Jesus. Another said, worship. Another said, speaking the word of God and declaring his word. And we all then we prayed over what uh, was said. So it was Wonderful, really. Wow. Amen. Amen. So good. Thank you, Margaret. Well, and I'll pick up on that with room 11, Julie and I, um, all of the things that y'all were talking about, prayer and the fellowship and the way God is just sovereignly raising up this virtual house of prayer in these days and really bringing a strength to that and intimate times with the Lord and really needing to hear from him rather than keeping our eyes on the news. And so there was a very practical suggestion and, and what several had said, they're like, I just don't watch the news anymore. Just like what Sue was saying. Oh, and it's gosh. not that we don't want to be unaware, but it's, we really have to ask Holy Spirit what he's doing and what he's saying. So I have a friend, she says, you can glance at the news, but gaze at the Lord. And I just think that that's captures it all right there. Amen. So we had a good, we had a great discussion, great group. Hey, hey Deborah, put that statement in the chat. That's worth okay. keeping. Isn't that good? Yeah, I stole it from my friend Stephanie. I'll put it <laughs> she won't mind. Okay, thank you, Deborah. Somebody else, go ahead. So, so group, group 12, I had the most beautiful ladies to share with. They, One of the things in the last part, they said that we have to be honest and real about what we're really walking through. Don't play this game. You've got it all down. You've got it all together. We have to come together and get real with each other. Mm -hmm. And that is, and worship was really the significance for them as they came through the, the fears and the depressions. It was getting to a place of worship. So ditto to the rest. Amen. Thank you so much, Bob. Group one, sorry, friend. Group one, we went straight into prayer and just was really the focus, what Sue had pointed out on Jesus and really uh, focusing on him and uh, blessing each other. So this was really an awesome time for standing together and lifting up the, the arms of each other and especially for you and the other nations. So thank you. Wow, that's great. Blessings, everyone. Um, Answers from Latinos, from question one, uh, God is giving us strategies, God is forming us in our character, God is strengthening us in discernment, God is teaching us to die to ourselves. We are on time, recognizing our condition and for the two question, we fight fear and discouragement with constant prayer, also with worship, prayer support from between, between brothers, creating the world and renewing the, one, the mind. Adding on what has been said, there was a mention of increasing of the revelation of God 
are people yearning to know God and really to bring it, it speaks to our, all of us being here on Global Watch, how God has done it like in his way. And also there was a mention of deepening love for God and to pray with understanding, to be able to know what to pray for is the key also to overcoming the fear and the discouragement. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Margaret. Brad, you might want to ask uh, Jenny Hager to share the statistics she shared with us about Bible distribution. Okay. Are you there, Jenny? Are you there, Jenny? <laughs> right. Thanks, Nick. Well, does the, the statistics are very interesting for Bible distribution around the world between to the report is from 2015 to 2019. And just speaking of the full Bible alone, in North America, 16 million full Bibles were produced. In Europe, it was 13 million. In Asia, it was 48 million. Even though there are other figures show just the New Testament and other scriptures, I'm just reading out for the sake of time, the full Bibles. So Asia, 48 million. The Middle East, 2 million. So we need a lot more Bibles since the Middle East. Uh, Africa was 35 uh, million Bibles. Oceania, where I'm from, three, only 3 million Bibles. So we're really praying for the Bible to be distributed, particularly throughout the um, South Pacific Islands. And we prayed that on a Global Watch call the other day. But very interesting, Central and South America way ahead of anything else 68 million bibles wow. 68 million compared to north america 16 million or as i said asia 48 million 68 million and the next greatest release was of course africa and then asia so in these end time days the bible there's more bible translations taking place sue mentioned earlier about the tribes that are still to be, ethnic groups that are still to be reached. Well, the Lord is really having the translators get in there and be doing these Bible translations. So this is another sign of the power of heaven releasing the word of God. And, and, and this, I think there's going to be such an outpouring of a love for the word of God. But yeah. it humbles you when I know that in my house we have so many Bibles in different translations. And yet there are people on earth today that still do not have Bibles in their language. That's a key prayer right now. Can you pray that over us, that God would release a love for the word? We here, you're a good crew to do that. But I feel like he's got, there's more that he wants to impart to all of us tonight as we pick up this mantle. There's a mantle being released tonight of the watchman, and the word of God is going to be very... Well, thank you, Father, that uh, you are working to see the release of the bible in so many translations all around the world father it's not going to be any good unless we open the bible and read the bible and receive revelation and know that it is a book about love it is the greatest love story this world has ever seen and the enemy has tried to tell people that the bible is dry and boring and, and not part of the world today lord we are seeing nations rise and nations fall because they don't base their governments or their way of life on the bible and we are mm -hmm. praying lord for a great awakening on reading the bible father and loving the word and knowing the one who wrote it 
and knowing that the, just the power of the Holy Spirit enabling all those people to have written the Bible and it speaks so wonderfully to us today, Father, and it strengthens us. And in the prayer movement, to be able to take that Bible and decree those words, just as Jesus said, it is written, that we can say it is written and then decree in the warfare that you're calling us up to. So we praise you and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty, wonderful name. Amen. Were there other leaders that needed to share? Five? Oops. Go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead, Amy. I was just going to add with what Jenny was saying about the word. We had so much in agreement with some of the others, but singing the scriptures and how in seeing those scriptures, they become a part of you. And that's implanting God's word and the power of that. And then also the power of the family altar. As you bring your family together and then minister to their friends and and you're building that testudo, that shield uh, that God wants us to build. Wow, that's great. Thanks so much, Amy. Go ahead, Hannah. Yeah, in room five, again, I I don't want to go over points that the other rooms have all covered because being watchmen, we're pretty much on the same page. But two things were brought up that I thought were really interesting. One was try to find accountability partners right now. It's really important that you have people who speak into your life and hold you accountable for your walk. Another one was a lady who brought up a sister. And I thought this was so important. Uh, The emotion of fear and the emotion of discouragement are very different thing than the spirits of fear and spirits of discouragement. So if you guard your heart and know, discern that difference and don't focus on your emotions to the point where a spirit becomes attached, then you've got a battle. So I just love the group. It just flowed and just bless you all, room five. It was a wonderful night. But I thought those two were really important. Yeah, that's a really great point, Hannah. Was there anyone else? Did we miss anyone else? Hi, um, Shereen and I had a room and it was amazing. And question one, pretty much you guys said everything. But question number two, one person talked about how David came to a point where He had to encourage himself in the Lord. And that's something that we need to practice is going to the Lord and encouraging ourselves in him. And then another one was that there's saying another person said they, when they get that feel that way, they start to recall their history with the Lord and how in times past, how many times he's come through every time he's come through. So I I thought that's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. That's great. Okay. Yep. When David was, um, when David had his mighty men, everyone was out to kill him. He had nobody who was on his side, and he encouraged him. He strengthened himself in the Lord. That's really, mm-hmm. really a very powerful uh, place in Scripture. Yep. Amen. Do we miss anybody? Anybody left? Any of the leaders left? Fred, I would like to add a small testimony I gave, which is I thought we can all benefit from it. I don't know how many of Ida mean he was a president in Uganda. Yes. And in, he decided to burn all the Pentecostal churches. There was no worship at all. But the day before he announced, our pastor spoke a word that sustained us throughout the four years, throughout all the years Amin was in power. He preached a message and he said, if this be our last service, and he didn't know, I pray that you stay in love. It was like a song. 
stay in love because love will mend your broken heart and love will give you a victory. That the next day, there was no more service for all Pentecostals. Some of us were, some were put in prison, some were beaten, but I can assure you through all that persecution, we stayed in love, we shared everything until it was over. So I would like to say in, in times of persecution, we can stay in love because love is God. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. What a powerful testimony, Margaret. Oh, yes. Yes. We had the same scripture in our group in 1 John 4, 18. The love casts out all fear. One lady uh, said this is so important. And she's right, of course. And also 2 Timothy 1, uh, chapter verse 7. We haven't got the spirit of fear, but the, the spirit of love. And this is the way you told us from Uganda, the same thing. And we thought of the persecution in other countries and we are thankful to be free now. But we thought also of the time when maybe there's no internet, no Zoom conference, no nothing. And we are alone with the Lord himself. So we need to listen to him, to train now and this time to listen to him, not to talk to him, but to listen what he wants to tell us and to train. This is a very important training in these times. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. That's good. Okay. Great. Thank you so much, Margot. All right. We've come to the end. What a great hour this has been. Vic, would you like to unmute yourself and just uh, close us off in prayer? Thanks, Fred. So, Father, we just thank you once again for this amazing global family that you brought together. We bless you for each one, Lord, who brings their own revelation of your word and your personality, your character, Lord. We just thank you again that in these days when there is so much confusion and so many lies abounding, that your word is that perfect guide it's your truth stands as the pole star for us to, to guide us lord so we bless you and we look forward to joining together again in, in the lord's name amen god's people said amen everybody unmute yourself say i bless you in the name of the lord i bless, bless you in the name of the lord, lord. Bless you, amen. thank you so much